Be careful. People like to be told what they already know. Remember that. They get uncomfortable when you tell them new things. New things, well, new things aren't what they expect. They like to know that, say, a dog will bite a man. That is what dogs do. They don't want to know that man bites a dog because the world is not supposed to happen like that. In short, what people think they want is news, but what they really crave is olds. Not news, but olds. Telling people that what they think they already know is true. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on wherever you find yourself in the world today. You're listening to What We Should Have Learned in School. I am your host, Amy Leo, and that was a quote from the fantasy novel, The Truth, a novel of Discworld. And although it comes from a fantasy creation, it has a lot of relevance to what we're going to talk about today. We're going to touch on what Psychologists categorize as confirmation bias, but psychology is not the only field that points to this tendency of human beings to want to be right about how they see the world. For the human brain to really fight for its beliefs and look for any information that confirms what it already believes to be true, while literally becoming blind to things in the environment that would go against those predisposed beliefs. So contrary to what our egoic sense of self wants us to believe, you know, the notion that our opinions, our ways of seeing the world, are the result of rational, objective, intelligent analysis. In fact, what many fields of study are uncovering and are, are pointing people back to and are directing people's attention to is that our opinions... And and that includes our beliefs. Our beliefs are just glorified opinions. Our opinions are the years of paying attention to information that confirmed what we already believed while ignoring information that challenged these beliefs, these preconceived notions. Why is this relevant? Because it takes a lot of effort to sustain a sense of personhood, a sense of identity. And our beliefs, which we believe are making us better than other people, perhaps, or making us worse than other people, or any other kind of construct or belief, is limiting in a fundamental way. And often it's our inability to see beliefs as what they are, thoughts, you know, clouds passing the sky. That is where we struggle We stress out. We suffer. Think of how much suffering psychologically has occurred as a result of 
for instance, political affiliations. I know people that truly identify who they are as their political party. And they will defend tooth and nail that which they believe they are. But beliefs aren't who you are. Isn't it true that you have had different ideas in your life, that you've had different beliefs throughout the course of your life? The beliefs have come and gone. I'm inviting you to get curious of what part of you has stayed. Because you're still here, correct? Regardless of the changes that have occurred in your personal identity, your job title, what music you listen to, what people you hang around with, your personal goals, your political affiliation, your religious affiliation. Now you may be saying, wait, what? I've never changed my religion. If that example didn't resonate with you, that's okay, let it go. But the the fact is that there have been people that have changed religious and political affiliations, and they're still here. It didn't necessarily prompt a huge existential identity crisis. Who or what is the piece of you that is still here that provides a bigger picture than that ego identity, that need to be right and be smart, be worthy in the eyes of a certain culture. I want to end today's episode with just how powerful belief is, how seductive the allure of inflating one's sense of importance via the ego mind, via investment in a particular identity. And a really simple definition of identity is the accumulation of beliefs. That which you believe yourself to be, but not that which you actually are fundamentally. Identity is basically the accumulation of all the meaning that you've made about things that have happened to you throughout your life. So things have really happened, but you've made meaning from those events. And that is absolutely, absolutely influenced by your cultural conditioning. Well, here's the problem with all of that. We can find evidence to support any belief. If you go online, you'll see all the reasons why Mothers should stay home with their children after childbirth and all the reasons why they shouldn't. I also came across something recently, uh, a group of people that believe that actually the earth is flat. And again, the the nature of belief, of, of this strong propensity to cherish belief and, and status quo versus analyzing the truth of how certain things work. No amount of logic can change her worldview. So for instance, you know, this flat earth society, these people that believe in a flat earth, of course, people have presented them with contrary facts. You know, like what about astronauts? What about the satellites in space? What about the pictures from space? 
What about gravity? What about seasons? How would those work if the earth is flat? The time zones, day, night, sunset, sunrise. These folks have a response for all of those counter-arguments. And so the world to these folks is flat. As simple as that. It's their reality. And when I kind of do a little bit of, of digging for some of the reasons why people believe the world is flat, they say that Primarily, it's because they rely on their senses. The senses show us that the world is flat. You can't see the curve of the earth from an airplane. It certainly looks like the sun rises and sets. And what I'm getting at is that although senses are useful to our survival, they are flawed. I mean, think of those illusions. I don't know if you ever did this as a kid, but they used to have illusion books where you would stare at the page and all of a sudden these other figures would appear. And this doesn't just go for our visual perception. The mind tricks us psychologically. When we are heavily identified with our psychological and cultural conditioning, when we're heavily identified with the ego, right, the part of us that wants to prove that all these beliefs we have are somehow ultimately and absolutely true, it's likely that our senses, our beliefs, our thoughts are not all that there is, that there is a bigger picture to be uncovered and experienced. And again, we see that in the animal kingdom. There are many animals and creatures that sense and perceive things the human animal cannot. And so I leave you today with a simple homework assignment. Observe today. Observe. Just observe. Can you notice fluctuations in your thoughts? Can you even notice minor fluctuations in your beliefs throughout the day? Perhaps you have an optimistic belief about your job in the morning and at the end of the day, the belief feels completely turned around and now you feel pessimistic and stressed out and angry. So just observe today. And I invite you to ask, are you more than that voice in your head that keeps changing, that voice of opinion of thoughts and belief? Who or what is observing all of this unfolding? Could that be a more pure sense of who you are than what you believe yourself to be? to the labels you give yourself, businessman, singer, student, depressed, bipolar, shy, alcoholic, drug addict. Is there a deeper definition of who you are than all of these changing labels? Because even if you're a professional athlete for decades, at some point you won't be an athlete anymore. And so who are you then? What is constant in your experience? Is that the observer of all of that? Is that awareness piece of you the only thing that stays constant as your body changes, your occupation changes, your mood changes? I've seen mental health diagnoses also change. I've seen people that were once addicted no longer addicted. 
I mean, for goodness sake, I have friends that were once females and now they're males. What is the constant in your experience beyond confirmation bias? Is it merely that you're a conscious human being that navigates life through concepts? I am your host, Amy Leo. You can learn more about me and the work I do in the world at amyleo.com. Until next time, stay curious, take care, and keep rocking.